0: Hi there, coaches. Brian Blackburn here again with the Pound the Rock podcast. As always, want to thank our sponsors through hardwoodtexas.com. Today, we continue our conversation with Coach Danny Henderson. This is part three of our series with Coach Henderson. And today, he'll be beginning by talking about changing styles of play throughout his career. Thank you again for joining us for the Pound the Rock podcast. Again, this is part three with Coach Danny Henderson.
1: I think there's some really good things about changing style of play, and I think there's some really bad things, too. And uh, and I'll, I'll expound on both. Um, when I went to Liberty Hill, it was a different era. Um, you know, the most that guys could do at that point in the summers, believe it or not, was play, uh, you know, on, on summer league teams in which only you and uh, you know, three three of players from one school could be on a team. I don't know if a lot of coaches may not even know about that time period. But um, so it, you know, the AAU was not a big factor like it is today at all. And the Texas high school players were not nearly as skilled as they are today. You know, guys weren't playing, you know, eighty games in a spring and summer with their AAU team like they are now. So therefore. What you could do defensively then was different than what you can do now. Uh, plus the three-point line, you know, when I went to Liberty Hill in 1988, we hadn't had the three-point line very long at that point. And offenses didn't really know how to use the three-point line yet like they do now. So anyway, when I went to Liberty Hill, um, I, ironically, I used Dick Bennett's up-the-line-on-the-line defense, which, Dick, you know, everyone thinks that Dick Bennett as the father of the pack-line defense, and he is. But before that, he was a highly successful college coach uh, at the Division II level uh, using extreme overplay, denied defense. And he, he called it on the line, up the line, where each defender one pass away you know, was halfway away from his man and between his man and the ball, literally halfway. And on the line, his having his foot over the line between the man and, and the ball. So it was extreme overplay, denied defense. And uh, that's what we did. And they, one thing about Dick Bennett, whether it be pack line or on the line, up the line defense, in both, he has great help side. Uh, yes. built in. Well, yes. anyway, I got his videotape back when I was an assistant, and I was just sold on the on the line, up the line, and try to you know deny teams, take them out of their offense. And that's what I did my first two years at Liberty Hill, and we 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 had great success. We went to the regional finals. Uh, that first year, like I talked about, we lost, wound up losing to Shaquille, but man, that was, that was just a great defensive team. Um, we, we, it was just impossible to run your offense against that, that team I had that year. We just took everyone out of what they did. And we were good at it the next year too. You know, we got two regional tournaments out of it. But then, um, my third year at Liberty Hill, really the only varsity player I had coming back was that great player I talked about, Richard Hastings. He is, was a gonna be a three year starter for me, uh, going into his senior year. And then the J V coming up was just a bunch of little slow guys and I mean small. Uh and uh but they could really, really shoot, kinda like that kid you were talking about, couldn't run yeah. but made a hundred threes, you know. Uh about a team full of guys like that. So uh that was in and, and that spring before my third year at Liberty Hill, uh Loyola had made their historic run in the NCAA plow and uh, you know I went crazy and decided to completely switch systems and go to the Loyola system and actually uh, Charles Roddup and I so he was at Harden Jefferson at the time we did a lot of talking we we met a couple of times that summer and we kind of both went over what we were going to do and we actually wound up getting to meet with the assistant coach from Loyola Bruce Wood and he showed us he met us in New Braunfels Texas uh, with Charles and Billy Gillespie and I, he met with us three and and just went over their system A to Z and how they practice. And, man, I did it wholeheartedly. And the next year, we went from a, a real disciplined on-the-line, up-the-line defense, and we ran the UCLA high post-offense my first two years. We went to Loyola, and we we averaged 102.1 points a game. <laughs> we were the highest scoring team in the United States. We had, we had an article done about us in USA Today and all that stuff, and wound up going to state tournament and we 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 finished 30 and 3 we we lost in the state semifinal game to a great Abernathy team I think they were 36 and 1 we lost in overtime to those guys and then they won the state championship the next day uh but that coaching that Loyola style was just the most fun thing I'd ever done it was it was it was a blast the players loved it. Of course the community fell in love with it uh and we did that my next two years at Liberty Hill as well and had great success and we averaged 102 the first year, then we averaged 97, then we averaged 100 uh, my third year. So we, we scored a lot of points, and it was a dramatic difference from what I had done. But I think the key in both cases and throughout my career is, um, while I would not change systems again if I had my career to do over again, I, w- I would not change all those times. I think it's better to have one system and get really, really good at it and do it year after year. But the one thing I did do right is in all the systems I've used, I went at it wholeheartedly. We completely sold out, and I think whatever system you're going to do, you've got to sell out to what you're doing. Uh, now I went to Liberty. I went to Pister from there and tried to run the same system for for the first three years I was at Pister and uh, first four years actually, and I regret that um, because um, number one, uh, the players I inherited that first year didn't have the skill level. And it was a mistake. And that's part of the reason, you know, uh, that that first year was, was so miserable. And even though we turned the corner and really started winning, uh, you know, I, I, two things happened. Uh, one was Texas kids started playing AAU ball and started playing a whole lot more in the summers and they became more skilled. Therefore, it became each year of that Loyola system, it became harder and harder to make teams turn the ball over. Uh, you know, the first two years I did it at Liberty Hill, it was just ridiculous how many turnovers we would force, uh, pressing the, and yeah. uh, all over the court, and trapping all over the court. I mean, we trapped 30, you know, uh, 32 minutes for 94 feet. We, we trapped everywhere. And you just, we just made people play fast and, and, uh, we were either gonna, we were either gonna get a turnover or we were gonna force you to shoot the ball very quickly, one of the two. And it, that just, it decreased, even though we were still winning games, it decreased in success in the playoffs. It became harder to beat those great teams in the playoffs. Plus, I was in the same region with Crumb. And, you know, I began to realize that we're not going to beat Crumb because I was in Crumb's heyday, and they were just phenomenal and just so skilled. And I knew that I had to make a change. And uh, so my uh, in 1998, we, my fifth year at, at Peaster, we made a, a change. And, uh, we actually started playing zone first and we really committed to a system of zone play. And then not until later we start playing the man-to-man defense we're playing now. So anyway, in, the, in my career, I've, I've coached four drastic, drastically different styles of play. Um, in retrospect, I wish I had, I wish I had coached the defense we're coaching right now the, yeah. my entire career. I, I think, I think we'd have more state championships and we'd have more wins, but, um, by the same token, if you are gonna change you gotta you gotta do it wholesale and wholeheartedly, and we did do that with each system of, of play change
0: so uh would offensively uh, maybe not with the loyal because the offense and defense goes together, but would you uh, still kind of tailor that to your personnel or would you run more sets or now that you're familiar with the ball screen stuff that y'all did at Boise uh what would your offensive look like? would it have been more player? specific or or still a style of play uh
1: yeah offensively again i think you're better with a system uh but the thing is at the high school level you know you're gonna your your style your style of play is gonna change with the uh, as far as offense goes with your uh with with your personnel uh it can just be so different i'm I remember, you know, Roy Hoosman at, at Humble kingwood as far as I'm concerned, one of the best coaches ever in the state of Texas. That guy could really, really coach offense and defense. Well, forever, you know, he ran the high-low, and they were the best high-low uh, offensive team I ever saw at the high school level. And He did it for years, but then they split the school, and uh, Kingwood Park was created, and, you know, he never, he never uh, the last few years Royce was at Humble Kingwood, it just didn't seem like he had the, as many big guys as he did before when they spoke right. to schools. Now, now, you know, Royce may tell you a different story. That's just what it looked like for me. <laughs> I, but I did, see, I did see him play, you know, the last few years, at, uh, a couple of times in his last few years at, at Kingwood, and they had gotten away from the high-low and were running a four-out motion type stuff, if I'm not mistaken, be, because he didn't have two bigs anymore. But forever, you know, Royce would have three or four bigs who could really play and came up through his system, and, man, they were so hard to stop. So, you know, even a guy who had a system like Royce eventually had to change offensively. Now, they kept doing the same thing defensively, um, and that's kind of where I am, too. I, I, I would make changes offensively if I had to, but defensively, no. We, we, we'd always play the defense we're playing now. Yeah. I, can't, I can't imagine changing from um, it. But, but, you know, our offense is really always more based on player development than it was the offense we were running anyway. Uh, I think if you do a great job developing players and teaching shooting, I think it, you know, very virtually any offense will work.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the goal is let the guys kind of be uh, – and, you know, this is a key phrase now, it's kind of – popular is the positionless basketball on offense where guys can yep. double pass and shoot and doesn't matter how big they are they can do all of them and and uh, that allows your offense to do a lot of things uh now one thing that you know when, when uh you go from uh so the last what seven years at P-Ster, you're kind of more uh sets man-to-man defense is that right
1: well we we played zone uh we played a a one three one zone, and we did it three different ways, uh, and it was it was kind of tricky. And I never have been a tricky coach on the defensive end, but it was kind of tricky. We 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 could run straight one three one. We also ran a one three one that that morphed into a two three on the first pass, uh-huh. uh, made down down the sideline, and that caused people a lot of trouble. And then you know, and then we would also uh run the one three one, and on the first pass. Go to switching man to man, which is essentially a matchup. I mean, you know, in our in our 2000 state championship game against Van Black, we ran the first three possessions in our one three one, and then the entire rest of the game we were in what we called five defense, which on the first pass out of that one three one we dropped into man to man switching man to man, and they never changed their match. They never got other zone offense. Yeah, I mean, and that happened a lot of times. So. It was extremely easy to guard and, and we wound up, you know, causing them a lot of trouble and won the game pretty handily. Um, so, uh, that was kind of our system at Peaster when we, when we won our state championships in 99 and 2000. And, um, then, uh, you know, uh, Doug went to Ponder and, and Ponder got a lot better and, you know, we wound up beating them in the regional finals one year, and then they beat us in the regional finals. Uh, or they beat us one year, and then we beat them. And in 2001 and 2002, you know, we swapped in the regional finals. And I saw the kids he had coming, and I, I thought, man, it's, they're going to be really, really difficult to beat in zone because they could shoot the shoot yeah. the ball so well. So we kind of started making the change to man to man because of ponder's shooting ability, um, and that's why we made the change to man to man and. You know, and it, it we kind of developed it over the last few years at Peaster, and then we took that to to Marcus, and and a lot of people call it Packline, and it is it is very very similar to Packline, but I never really read my first Pac-Line article until so I was like in my second year at Marcus, and I just you know everybody kept calling Packline, and I thought when well, I going to study and see exactly what they do, and there are some real similarities, but there were some differences too, uh, but you know. all practical purposes it's pretty much the same defense
0: yeah (laughs) without giving too much away so everybody listening to the podcast won't beat me next year uh, because of our defense Um, yeah so uh, that's that's really good to to know that you know coaches can be successful switching styles if they go all out 100 to that style and and if a coach is bought in 100 and believes in it you got to make sure that your your players 100% believe in it or bought in. So, can you talk a little bit about how you got your players to totally buy in when when you did switch or when you changed?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, you know, you just don't give them a choice. I mean, and that starts, you know, like going back to Liberty Hill that first day when I put them on the line and ran them. I mean, they knew that I was in charge. They had no doubt, and they didn't want to. They didn't want to go to the line and run the entire period again. And, um, you know, even if I had lost a player or two, it, even if they had quit, which that didn't happen, but even if they had, it would have been worth it. Uh, you've got to have total control of your guys and they've got to believe in you. Well, and I'll go back to, again to that first year at Liberty Hill because I was so young. One thing I did also, because my style of defense was drastically different than, than Rusty style. And again, you know, like I said, I was following a great coach in Rusty. So I, there was every reason for those kids not to buy in. Uh, but, again, putting them on the line, that was a big factor. And then the other thing is I typed every practice plan that first year. And that was before we had computers in school. I mean, this was on the typewriter. I typed every practice plan and I posted it on the, on the doors right outside the locker room. So players knew exactly what was going to happen in practice. And I did that for a couple of reasons. One is, I wanted them to see that hey this young guy's really organized. You know, at at four eleven PM we're gonna be in this drill and four fifteen PM we're gonna to switch to that drill. And I want them to think that, hey, he knows what he's doing and he, he he's really organized. Um and uh I I also just wanted them to know that, you know, they don't have a choice. We're gonna run this defense and we're gonna make it work. And if they know you have discipline and if they Believe that you know what you're doing by being organized, and and uh, you know they'll they'll buy in. But I I think you know again I've talked about Dick Bennett. Another sign I've had in my office for years, and I believe this applies to any coaching or any job, basically. And I it goes back to this about getting guys to buy in. Dick the, the the I got this from Dick Bennett long long time ago. Uh, he said. He was talking about in building your program. He put it this way. He said, it was three things. He said, see the picture. Number two, paint the picture. And number three, sell the picture every day. You know, so going back to number one, see the picture. You have to have in your mind what you want your team and your program to look like. And, you know, when I went to Liberty Hill, again, I was young and dumb, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted done. I wanted us to run on the line, up the line, pressure defense, and we were going to execute the UCLA high post offense and we were going to be big on skill development. So I knew the picture that I wanted. And 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 as I grew older, I want, my picture got bigger. I started thinking about how you know I wanted the players to, to play. Also started thinking about how I wanted them to act on the court. I want how we were going to practice. You know, I the picture was all encompassing, but I knew exactly what that picture was. And then number two, you've got to paint the picture. Well, that's where in practice, you know, every day you paint that picture. You you convince the guys this is what we're going to do. And then number three, sell the picture every day. Uh, you know that you don't only have to sell it to your players, but you sell it to the community. I mean, this. You know, I, I remember. Uh, you know, I just I've always been real big on saying. You know, just selling people. Hey, this is the best way to play basketball. Whether I'm talking to a group of coaches or talking to community members or the booster club, this is how you win. And here are the reasons why. And then when I changed to the Loyola, I mean, I sold it because it was that was a drastic, crazy change. Um, you know, the first game we played during the Loyola was against a Great Lake Travis team, and they beat us in Liberty Hill. They beat us 105 to 102. <laughs> And I, I remember thinking, what are people gonna think about this and and the, I, I remember people afterwards were saying, well, you know we we we, we don't we get give, give up too many layups and we're getting scored on too much. We can't win doing this. Well, we won like we lost that first one then we won like twenty straight games doing it <laughs> we, yeah. and they fell in love with it. but you know i, I sold the picture every day. Uh, so i I just think that's really why it's what Dick Bennett said, see the picture, paint the picture sell the picture every day
0: coaches thank you again for tuning into the pound the rock podcast tune in next time for more great content regarding planning developing and coaching the game that we love as always i would like to thank our sponsors and hardwoodtexas.com allowing us to get our basketball fix 24 7 365 thank you again for listening and make today a great day